Today's reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 to 5, and can be found on page 185 of the Church Bibles. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord, is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are worthy of our praise and we ask that you bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much. It is the end of our series on New Beginnings today, so we've discussed the importance of recognizing and sharing gifts. I was going to ask a quiz for people, but I'm sure people would remember. I would have offered a tenor, but I don't want to risk that either. That's the water for it in me. So, um, as discussed, the importance of recognizing your gifts, letting go of things that weigh you down, the need for confession, the joy of friendship, um, the rewards gained when we forgive. And today our final topic is sort of related to all of those, but it's a very big thing, and it's around listening. So, John, thanks for that. I didn't ring him and ask for silence during prayer, but it's just wonderful. Collective journeys, they obviously mean collective voices. And as we know, there are plenty of people in our world who have lots to say. So understanding this spiritual discipline is essential because as we walk together as a church, we also need to hear God in the midst of our confessing, in the midst of our forgiving, in the midst of our letting go. But we also acknowledge that journeys can become nightmares. I don't know if you know this place. Hands up who knows this place. Shame on you. Well, I was out in uh, Portugal with my wife a few years ago, and we went to a place called Oram, and it's a very medieval town in uh, mid-Portugal, mid towards the west. And as we were coming out, it was a beautiful sunny day, and as, it wasn't this, I didn't take this picture, but it was a beautiful sunny day. And as we came out, we were just driving for about a kilometer, and when we came to a crossroads, we saw a sign that said, Fatima. There we go. Now, I'm just always intrigued about spiritual centers, so I said, let's go to Fatima. I think it was something like five kilometers away. So as we drove, all of a sudden the heavens started to open, and um, it was just lashing rain. So we couldn't really see very much, and we were driving. <laughs> Don't you judge me. We were driving a Fiat, because that's what we 
thought we could afford and that's what we thought we'd like and it's small roads so we thought a small car bodes well in the cliffs as we drove around Portugal. So in our little uh, Fiat we drove and of course in lashings of rain the wind wipers don't really work that well but we began to get worried about where we were going. Now our sat-nav was telling us when we got into the town of Fatima to look for the car park it said turn left. So of course I decided, well, left looks bad to me because uh, it looked like a very narrow street. So I said, no, we won't go to this left, it must be the next left. So I ignored the signs and I ignored the voice and I went to the next left. And of course it led me up a one-way street where all the cars started beeping at me and in frustration I didn't know what to do so I couldn't reverse back down the street. So I continued driving up and everybody was beeping and beeping and beeping and I saw a gap into a car park and I swerved in. I nearly killed three nuns but we made it. I should have listened to the satnav. And listening is an act of devotion. It's an offering of our undivided attention, guided by the noble purpose of understanding the very essence of somebody else's perspective. And so, yes, apart from the satnav, I should have also listened to Daniela's screaming voices. Let me tell you, I paid for that one. It's an act that proclaims to our fellow friends that, you know what, in this moment, as I listen to you, I am wholly present. It's an act that tells us, I want, want to hear your words. I want to understand what you're thinking. I want to embrace those significant words of yours. And I hold regard for the message that you want to convey to me. So when we embark on a journey of new beginnings, hand in hand, I'd love for us to take onto our hearts the practice of listening with eagerness. And I think it's true to say that deep within the psyche of every human being, there lies this earnest desire, this yearning to be heard. And as human beings, we need to realize that this helps to release pent-up tensions, thoughts that have been imprisoned within us, and in doing so and letting go, we partake in communion with our fellow travelers on this earthly pilgrimage. How often have we encountered somebody saying, nobody ever listens to me. And how many of us travel along these pathways of life burdened by the weight of frustration? For there seems to be nobody, sometimes not even a spouse, a neighbor, or a friend who will invest in this gift of time to earnestly listen and hear somebody else's voice. And it's within this act of listening that we uncover a spiritual virtue to nurture. It's not solely the voices of fellow travelers, though, that beckon our attention. We must also incline our hearts to hear the whispers of the Almighty. Indeed, when we listen to both others and God, that is when we discover our ability as human beings to act the word of God 
act out on the word of God as a collective force, where God is at the heart of the journey and we hear his call and we are provoked into action and that action is blessed because we've listened to God, we've spoken to one another in prayer and there is no doubt about it ever that God will lead us down the right path. And Moses knew this only too well. Now you might say, that for me to say that we as a church, including me, that we need to listen to God seems pretty obvious. But the Bible, in some cases, in many places in the Bible, there are several passages that encourage us, even demand us to listen and to hear God's commands. For any counselor or psychologist or psychiatrist in this congregation, they know only too well that active and attentive listening is challenging. It's not easy to listen. It's easy to hear, not easy to listen. So not only in our interactions with fellow human beings, but also in our communion with the divine, it's something that needs to be worked on. You can't just listen, you have to work on it. So today's reading in Deuteronomy 6.4 is a passage that Jews still recite every morning and every evening to this day. Hear, O Israel, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. Hear, O Israel. Listen up. Pay attention. Time and time again, God told Israel that they needed to listen to him. And here in Deuteronomy, Moses' journey is coming to an end. This is his final speech to his followers, those that he journeyed with since they fled Egypt. And despite the fact that Moses was never going to step foot into the promised land, here he is giving a speech to his people that finishes with the most familiar few lines of all time. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your mind. And so we often forget that the start of this section, the plea from God himself as he instructs Moses to tell his people is, hear, O Israel, listen and hear. And in today's world, it's very difficult or becoming more and more difficult for people to listen because we're far too distracted by our busyness and our focus on other things and other people. And even yesterday when we was watching the rugby, your phone was beeping and I think, I must look at that phone. We get busy. And we have many distractions, so many things that occupy our attention that we have trouble listening to God. In Zephaniah 1.7 we read, Be silent before the Lord our God. Be silent before the Lord our God. For the day of the Lord is near. And in the tapestry of our lives, there are moments when we feel the divine presence most keenly, and it is often when we embrace the gentleness of silence. And have you ever found yourself sitting somewhere on a rock or near a river or nestled in a quiet log in the woods somewhere, and you just absorb the sounds around you? Silence, in its essence, is far from being empty. And it is sometimes a symphony of nature's whispers, God's creation, bringing together the sounds of birds, rustling of leaves, the breeze, buzzing of bees. And it's in those tranquil moments that we're confronted with 
a very stark contrast to the clamor of our daily existence. Our lives in this bustling world are a perpetual whirlwind of tasks, deadlines, noise, seldom offering a respite for contemplation, and it seems that there's barely a chance to pause and truly reflect. Yet amidst this utter noise, there exists a gentle, resolute voice that beckons us, a voice that urges us to be still, be still and know that I am God. And often we approach God in haste, pouring out our hearts fervently. And while this is not inherently wrong, there are times when we must simply sit in his presence, embracing his silence. God is not a deliveroo service. I want you to intervene because this is what I need today. Soren Kierkegaard once stated that the essence of prayer might not lie in God hearing our petitions, but rather in us truly listening, discerning God's will for our lives. Many of the most prominent figures in the Bible model this way of thinking. They sought solitude. Moses, Elijah, John the Baptist, the Apostle Paul, and notably Jesus himself withdrew to desolate places to be with his father. Jesus, we know, spent 40 days in the wilderness before commencing his ministry, highlighting the importance of quiet reflection. So if you do nothing else this week, schedule an appointment with God for a sacred moment of tranquility. Treat it with the same reverence you would when you're meeting your boss for an appointment or a doctor's visit. It might entail savoring a morning coffee in solitude before the hustle of your day begins. It could be a contemplative walk in nature. You could alternatively dedicate an hour each week to silence and listening intently without uttering a word. Our journey is just the beginning. And in Deuteronomy, their movement into the promised land was about to begin. Deuteronomy 6, 1-5 is a passage from the Old Testament of the Bible that carries this timeless message about the importance of listening to God wholeheartedly, loving him. And while it was written from a different historical and cultural context, its core message continues to hold relevance to the modern world. Because these are the commands and decrees, the commands and decrees of our Lord, our God, directed to us to teach us to observe not only for the Israelites as they crossed the Jordan, but for us today. Listening to God in a world filled with constant noise and distractions. Deuteronomy reminds us of the importance of turning to God's guidance. It encourages us to actively seek out his commandments, actively seek out his teaching, actively Look for his wisdom. And this listening requires deliberate effort to prioritize spiritual connection amid this busyness of life. We need to be deliberate. The second thing that Deuteronomy reading tells us is that it's about an obedience. There's no point in listening to God if we hear his voice and don't do what he says, right? 
obedience and blessings. Deuteronomy suggests that by obeying God's commands, we can experience blessings and prosperity. Now, while this doesn't guarantee material wealth, because that's not what I'm talking about, it implies living in alignment with God's principles can lead to a life filled with purpose and meaning and a sense of well-being. The third thing that Deuteronomy tells us is that when we love God, we should do it wholeheartedly. The command to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength remains a foundational principle for believers today. And it reminds us that our faith should be deep. It should be all-encompassing love for God, not merely superficial or ritualistic. This love should be the driving force behind our actions and our relationships. And the last thing I want to say about this reading is that it talks about unity and oneness. The declaration that we have as a collective, our Lord God is one. And it underscores the monotheistic nature of the Judeo-Christian faith. But in the modern world, this principle can remind us of the importance of maintaining that good news message. We spoke about it last week. That there is but one God and that through his divine grace, we can be united in our commitment to serve Christ and our community. We are challenged by Moses to actively listen to God's teachings, to obey God's commands and to cultivate a deep, unwavering love for him. And it emphasizes the spiritual richness and blessings that come from living in alignment with him. So as we go on our collective journey together, do we hear what God is talking to us about? I invite us now to close our eyes, bow our heads, and take a bit of silence. And as we contemplate this spiritual discipline we require to work on as we head on our new beginnings. Let us embrace this silence now in the presence of our God. Consider in this silence what does your personal connection with God mean to you? What do you hear or feel from God? What aspects of your life do you feel closest to God? And where do you struggle to connect? How do you think God might be guiding you in your life right now?
Heavenly Father, we bring our prayers to you, our earnest, genuine prayers to you this morning. We ask that you bless us independently, collectively, and that you inspire us to be better listeners. In Jesus' name.